When you're feeling impatient or desperate to attract more clients, do you find that you either throw everything at it or you feel overwhelmed and don't do anything about it? Obviously, neither is likely to work. So in this episode, I want to share ways that you can be really targeted with what you're doing so that you're not metaphorically picking up a hammer to do the job of a screwdriver. And these tips are going to be really quick to implement, but they will have a big impact. You might find as you're listening that you know some of these things, but chances are you're listening to this because you are feeling a little impatient. So your mind isn't focused on thinking strategically. So if you want some quick ways to attract more clients to your business, this episode is for you. Welcome to the Upgrade Your Education Business podcast. I'm your host, Samantha. Thank you so much for tuning in today, and I hope that you find this episode useful. If you're new to this podcast, each week I share fluff-free, actionable ideas tailored to education businesses that you can mould to suit your needs. And finally, if you enjoy listening to the podcast, it would mean the world to me if you could leave a review on iTunes or follow and subscribe on whichever platform you choose. Thank you once again for tuning in. You might remember me talking about the two things that people need to invest in what you offer. I talked about it in episode 32, but in case you missed it, I'll remind you. People need to feel safe to part with their money and they need to experience a taster of what you're offering so that they trust that working with you will be an investment for them. Unless you have a shop or a selling a physical product, people can't just pick it up and look at it before buying. And if you're offering a service, it's not as straightforward as buying from, say, an online shop where you can buy something knowing that you can return it for a refund. So these tips are going to help you achieve what shops and physical products achieve when you're offering instead a digital product like a course or a service like tuition or in-school workshops. So let's dive in. My first tip is to demonstrate what you're offering and why it's good. Essentially, instead of telling people that your offer is amazing, it's much more powerful to show them. In just a minute, I'll share exactly how I do that for the Tutors Mastermind so you can steal some of my ideas. So keep listening to grab those. But before I do, I'll share some generic ideas so that you can use them as a springboard to generate even more ideas. And as you're listening, don't forget to really tailor them for your business. My first idea is to ask yourself how you can give people the most accurate experience of what you're offering without giving it away for free. So for instance, if you're selling a course, let's say this course lasts for five weeks, you might create a lead magnet where in exchange for their email address, people can experience a small snippet of what's covered in each of those weeks. You could create a series of five short videos with each of them focused on what you cover in each of those weeks. Think of it like a trailer for a film. You get to watch bits from the film to help you make a decision about whether you'll enjoy it. I started with this lead magnet and email marketing style idea because this is something you can create once, but you can set it up so that it just continues working for you in the background without you really having to do anything much more than pointing people in its direction. And if you want an episode that will help you create a lead magnet that works, take a listen to episode nine. That's episode nine. 
But even if you don't have a course and you're promoting a service, you can still create a video or a video series, let's say on a particular topic that people can sign up to access. The key thing here is not to see it as a way for you to tell people what your course or service is about, but to show them. And the best way to show them is to help them actually get some kind of result. You want your lead magnet to give people a quick win, because if they experience results or real benefit from your freebie, they'll have a lot more confidence to invest in what you offer. Another thing you could try are mini workshops or that style of marketing. These don't have to be free. You could charge just a small amount just to secure people's commitment. This is particularly good if you're offering a service that you deliver. Like as a tutor, I could set up a 30-minute workshop on a specific area that I know students struggle with. And the reason why video content is so useful for services that you deliver is because it's the closest experience someone can have of working with you or taking, let's say, your self-study course that has recorded videos without actually parting with much money. And if you think that video content would be really useful to attract clients to your business, then you could extend it to creating a YouTube channel. You could publish reels on Instagram. You could go live on Facebook. There are lots of ways to really put video content out there. Choose the ones that you know you can sustain, because as I'm sure you know, any kind of marketing that works has to be consistent. Now, I promised that I would tell you some of the ways I show people what I offer instead of telling them to attract people to the Tutors Mastermind or my courses, which will come out very soon, or if they want to work with me on a one-to-one basis. Well, a big thing that I do offer is this podcast. Through it, you get to hear my voice. You can get a taster of the kind of advice that I give. You get a flavour of how I train people. Hopefully, you get some results. And in short, you get to see whether what I offer works for you. Essentially, you get to try before you buy. So here I'm using audio, but I've also started my YouTube channel, which is new and I'm still learning. So you might have to excuse my different styles of videos while I experiment. But even though my channel is new, people have started to book discovery calls through it. And I think this is because they get to experience everything that I mentioned about listening to my podcast, but they also get to see me, which brings everything to life. And it's even more accurate in giving people that experience of working with me before they actually work with me. And on social media or email marketing or through blogging, where you might not be posting lots of video content, the same principles apply. So you might give people a flavour of how you teach by taking a micro concept like how to write a GCSE essay for Macbeth and coming at it from different angles to give people those quick wins, those quick strategies that they can try straight away. Again, you're showing people why you're good at what you do without telling them, which is your fast track to converting browsers or followers to buyers. My second tip is to keep building and nurturing relationships with your audience even if you're fully booked. This is something I've been doing for years in my tuition business. I just keep a steady trickle of marketing going and any new inquiries join my waiting list. And this is what helps me keep my business really stable. Only last week, one of my parents contacted me, apologising, saying that they had to stop tuition because their financial situation had drastically changed. Now, I taught both of their children, so essentially in one swoop, I lost two students. So I contacted a few people on my waiting list and they wanted to take those slots. And with a small shuffle of my timetable, those slots were filled the same day that I lost 
my students. But also keeping that relationship going with your audience is useful to help you grow your business whenever you choose to do it. One of my clients has relied on word of mouth for years, so she has never actually seen the need for any form of marketing. But now she wants to launch a course and she needs more people than who come in through word of mouth. So although she has this thriving tuition business, she's having to start from scratch in terms of getting her name known out there in the wider market, which is delaying her launch because her course is ready. She's very well known amongst her clients, but to other people, she's a complete stranger. Now, your reasons for not being consistent with your marketing, whether it's social media, blogging, email marketing, whatever it might be, could be because you simply don't know what to write. This is an area we tackled and are continuing to tackle in the Tutors Mastermind, but I'm creating an in-depth course for you. So if you want to be the first to know about it when it's ready, click the link in the show notes to join the waiting list. I'll email you first before publicizing it anywhere else. So go ahead and click the link in the show notes to join the waiting list for my Create Content That Converts course. Now, when you think about marketing, it's important to separate it from advertising. Advertising is where you're encouraging people to invest in what you offer. But marketing is when you're staying on people's radar, you're having conversations with people, and you generally just want to stay connected to your potential clients. I like letting relationships take the lead because doing hard sales isn't really my style. I'd rather have a conversation with people who just want to get to know me and what I offer while giving them enough material to do their due diligence to work out if I'm right for them. So however you choose to do it, just keep that contact and that connection going. Even if you only publish content once a week, if you stay consistent, it will work. My third tip is to talk about what you offer, even if you're not taking new clients or if that offer isn't ready yet. Imagine that you and I had never met in any shape or form. I wasn't very present on social media or I didn't have this podcast. And suddenly I popped up in your feed asking you to join the Tutors Mastermind. Chances are you'd scroll on by and I wouldn't blame you. You don't know me. You haven't seen anything from me. Why would you be interested? So to stop this from happening, I'll circle you back to my second tip to keep your marketing consistent. And that doesn't have to be through social media. It can be any form you prefer that just keeps you connected to your audience. But also, it's quite a big ask to expect you to just sign up without knowing anything about the mastermind. Sure, you could go to my website to find out more. But if it's only the first time you've even heard about it, are you likely to put that effort in? If your answer is yes, then you're probably in the minority because people only tend to put effort into researching something when they're genuinely interested, not when they've just become aware of something, unless it's done in such a compelling way that it's enough to capture their interest. It's the same reason why companies like Amazon don't bombard you with all the information about a product on the product page. Instead, you start by seeing the highlights. If that interests you, then you'll take the time to scroll down and research the detailed product description, read reviews, and you might even compare it with other sellers. So we want to drip feed the highlights and benefits of what we offer, even if we're not asking anyone to buy our offer yet. We want to capture their interest. We want people to be excited about it. We want to create a buzz. I'll give you an example of how you can do this. 
perhaps you aren't ready to launch yet, or maybe you're ready to launch, or maybe you just want to attract more clients. Essentially, with all of these scenarios, you want to create just a small runway before you ask people to invest in your offer. Now, take scenario one. You have something that you want to launch soon, but it's not ready yet. Think about what I did just earlier in this episode. I'm creating my content that converts course. It's not ready yet, but not only have I talked about it, but I've invited you to join the waiting list so you get first refusal when it's released. On Instagram a couple of weeks ago, I also talked about it in a post and people commented and messaged saying they were really interested. So there, I also have a list of people who I'll contact when it's ready. So just start talking about it on whichever platform or medium you use. Talk about how your new offer will help people. Build up your connections and relationships with your target audience. That way, when you're ready, you'll have a list of people who have given you permission to contact them about it. And you've already been talking about it, so it's not news to people. Instead, it seamlessly fits in with the content you've already been publishing. And this smooths out those hard edges that content aimed at selling sometimes has. And of course, this applies to other scenarios too. You can do the same thing to generate interest for an offer you're just about to launch or if you just want to boost some inquiries. And you can talk about your offer without the call to action of asking people to buy. You can ask people to engage and start discussions. Remember, you're trying to connect with people and to connect them to your offer. When you're talking about your new offer, keep its benefits front and centre. How are you going to take people from point A to point B? What can they expect from the experience? How can you get them in the right mindset so that they feel safe to invest in what you're offering? Now, on to my fourth tip. We often focus on making sure the quality of our offer is high, which of course is crucial. But in the process, we sometimes neglect the experience that customers have when they're buying from us. I recently booked a session with a coach for the first time. She sent me the link to pay and that was great. That was all smooth. But then that was it. There was no follow-up option for me to book my session with her. So then we had to go back and forth with messages. And because it was the weekend, I didn't hear from her, which made me feel a little nervous because I paid the money. But also I needed to remind myself to remember to chase her in the week. After we had fixed a date and time, I then received the Zoom link. Then I had to manually enter it in my calendar and remember where to find the link for the call. It just felt a bit messy and from my perspective, it was hard work. When I hadn't heard from her and I hoped it was just because it was the weekend, I didn't feel safe and it felt like she was responsive when it came to taking my money, but not so much afterwards. Now, this coach was brilliant and our session was well worth the hassle. But I don't know about you, but I don't really want people feeling that way when they're buying from me. I want them to feel safe, confident and actually excited to start working with me. And a good way to do that is to make the process easy and professional. I use an app called Calendly. I've popped the link in the show notes if you want to check it out. This allows me to send people a link. They book their date and time with me for their session. They pay and they receive an automatic confirmation and their Zoom link. It all happens in one clean sweep and it's easy for both me and them. And having been on the receiving end of the opposite, 
I think that it makes people feel confident that working with you is going to be great because I'll be honest, I hadn't met this coach before and I was feeling a little nervous because my first impression wasn't brilliant. Now, some people don't like automating things. Either they don't have the budget or they don't feel confident with technology or they feel like it takes away from the personalized approach. All of those are fair, but it's not really about us. It's about our customers and making sure that they have a positive end-to-end experience. There are many apps that are cheap or free. In fact, Calendly has a free plan. We can also personalize our approach in many different ways. I won't go too hard on making my case for automation, but what I will say is to think about how you can really streamline the way you onboard new clients, the way you take continual payments from them, if that's how you work. My tuition clients receive an invoice that I've set up to repeat. They often save their card details, so payments taken automatically. It's logged in my account package and they get a receipt, all without me doing anything other than setting up the repeating invoice at the very beginning. My tutor's mastermind clients simply sign up using a link I send. Their monthly payment is automatically taken and they can stop at any time without me needing to intervene. So there are a couple of examples of how you can make the process really smooth. So I'll quickly summarize the four tips I've shared today and then give you an action that you can take right now to get some quick results. My first tip was to demonstrate what you do or what your product does and why it's good. My second tip is to keep building and nurturing those relationships. Yes, even if you're fully booked. My third tip is to talk about what you offer, create that buzz. And number four is to make buying from you really easy and professional. Right, time for some action. So that you can get fast results, choose just one tip that I talked about today. Just master that before you move on to any others. When I want to do this with podcast episodes, I download them so that I can easily refer back to them. So if that would be useful for you, you can download this episode now. So take just one tip and re-listen to my section about that. I've put the timings in the show notes. A great place to start is by examining what you are or aren't doing right now. That way you can build on your current activity or embed something new. Here's an example of what you can do for each tip that I mentioned today. For tip number one, which is about demonstrating what you do, how you do it and how it helps your clients, do a quick audit of the content you've published and count how many times, say over the last couple of months, you've actually demonstrated this. You might find that you've done it a couple of times and you need to do it more. So share things like testimonials and rather than just saying, this is why I love my job, actually tell the story that sits behind this testimonial, bring it to life. Perhaps you can share little screenshots from your offer in action, or if it's a product, you can ask clients to send you pictures of them using it. For tip number two, line up some content where you're simply sharing your enthusiasm, love and excitement for what you offer. People will mirror the energy that you put across. So I know you love what you offer and I know what you offer is brilliant. All you have to do is put that across so that other people see how brilliant it is as well. And for tip number four, make sure that the buying, onboarding and even working processes are streamlined and easy for your customers. If you listen to episode six about streamlining and automating, I share loads of examples. There are free examples, paid examples. But if you're not ready to make some major changes, that's fine. Just make the changes that you're ready for to make your processes a little cleaner. As always, thank you for listening and you'll hear from me next week. 
Would you like to take this discussion further? Perhaps you have some questions or you'd like more ideas you can tailor to your education business. If so, book a free discovery call through the link in the show notes or visit www.upgradeyoureducationbusiness.com.